is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, episode number 36, and we go behind the scenes of the award-winning podcast based on a true story from Dan LeVette. Welcome back, everyone. How are you doing? This is episode number 36 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where you learn how a few minutes a day keep the chaos away. Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. So today's episode is a special in a few ways. It's a bonus episode because I'm releasing it on a Wednesday and usually I release my episodes on Monday. But I release it on purpose today on September 30th, 2020 in celebration of the International Podcast Day. My last episode was called Take a Leap. And when I started my podcast beginning of this year, 2020, I was definitely leaping. And with this episode on International Podcast Day, I want to celebrate that I did leap. (laughs) And I am very honored to have Dan Lefebvre, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast based on a true story, on as my guest. He is at it for a little bit longer than me, (laughs) and he has millions of listeners around the world. His first episode came out in April 2016, and he's now, I believe, on episode 167 into this adventure. We talk about how and when he had the idea for the podcast, how he got started, what his production process is now and back then and what tools he's using to stay organized. Because after all, this podcast is about how to be decluttered and organized. (laughs) Okay, without further ado, let's jump into this awesome conversation. Welcome, Dan. I'm so honored to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so before we dive into our topic, please tell us a little bit about who is Dan, like if he's not a podcast guest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm not a, not a guest. I am a podcaster. Um, my show is called Based on a True Story, and on it, basically, each episode, I compare a different movie with the real history. So like how much of Titanic actually happened, uh, the movie Titanic, right? Um, how much of Downton Abbey is based on real history, things like that. Yeah, yeah, we come back to the Downton Abbey one. Um, (laughs) But I assume, it might be a stretch, but I assume there is other things in your life (laughs) than just um, podcasting. So how did it all start and why podcasting? Like you must have a life outside of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, So I used to run, uh, I worked for a company for a, a a long time that and I ran the content marketing team. And so when I was tasked with that, um, that wasn't the first thing I did there, but I was tasked with uh, basically starting up a blog because they wanted to start a content marketing uh, arm. And and so I started running that team. Uh, About a year after starting that position, one of the guys on my team was like, hey, you know, it'd be really fun to do a podcast, but I don't listen to podcasts and I've never done a podcast before. So can you help me with that? <laughs> um, I mean, I, and I had listened to podcasts, but I had never actually done one before. Um, so we got permission to, you know, get a budget and for equipment and stuff like that. And 
started a, a podcast that was branded for the company that I worked for. And then we did that for probably about a year. Or, and then the company ended up closing down our entire branch, um, which then included, you know, getting laid off and all, all that fun stuff. And once I got back on my feet, found another job and I still had that itch to do podcasting because I had fallen in love with it over that time. So I started thinking of ways that I could do another show and how I could do something that I could do on my own um, rather than trying to schedule interviews and things like that. The last show that I did was an interview uh, show and uh, came up with the idea for based on a true story. Yeah, that would have been my next question. How the heck did you come up with this idea? Because <laughs> I love it. It's it's an awesome idea. And I think you even won an award for it or something. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. cool idea. Yeah, thank you. The The idea, um, so a, as I said, I, I was looking for a way that I could do a show that was on my on my own. Basically, I'd do it to do a solo show because the previous podcast that I did, I was uh, re- interviewed the you know artists behind movies and games and stuff like that. So it was very, it, it was every episode was a different guest. And so I was very familiar with the logistics of scheduling interviews. And I also knew that doing a podcast in addition to a full-time job was not going to lend myself to being able to do interviews. Cause I would only be able to say, Hey, can you do an interview? But I'm only available, you know, starting at, 7 p.m. <laughs> and you know most people don't want to start doing interviews then. Um so I was kind of mulling it around in my head for a little bit and it there was a specific conversation that I had with my wife we uh that came to mind that ended up being the reason for the show and we had gone to see uh the musical Les Mis. She's a big fan of musicals and we went to go see that. And on the way home the entire way home, I was just looking up the things that happened in the French Revolution and how much of the things that we had just seen in the musical actually happened. Of course, you know, Les Mis is a novel, but, you know, still based on the French Revolution, it, it has that point in history. So um, so I, I was reminded of that conversation. I was like, hey, what if, you know, what if I did this sort of comparison of, of history and and movies, because I was, you know, big fan of movies. Like I said, the the previous podcast was interviewing some of the, you know the artists behind movies, and uh, always been a big fan of history. And so that started the process of, you know, how do I, what do I go from here, and you know, how does how do I structure the show and, and all that kind of stuff. But that was the initial spark for that idea. It was all based on Les Mis. Oh, okay. Well, that's really cool because. So I always had a little bit of a nick for history. So when I was uh, in high sc- in high school, yes, we discussed um, Napoleon, and so I read all the the books that are based like on his life with Josephine mm-hmm. and, and his wife and all that stuff. So um, not that I'm going as deep as you are, but I was always a little bit intrigued. So like uh, I, I thought it was really a neat concept, and um, so the what we wanted to discuss today is how do you even produce a podcast or how do you produce a podcast episode? How are you going to be organized? How do you organize it? How do you even 
uh, do it. Most people, and that's why I asked you how you uh, got the idea, because most people say, oh, I want to have a podcast, but I have no idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we got over that hurdle. We have now the <laughs> idea. So <laughs> now, now there is the hard part. And you, when, when we met, you said you, it takes you about 25 hours to create one episode and you release one every week. And I checked on your Apple podcast and you have 167. That means you're doing it for a while. <laughs> Been doing so, it for a while. Yeah. yeah um, so, and actually, so a lot of that's changed um, over the course of the show. And I'm happy to, to break that down a little bit more. But um, when I started the show, I, I knew I wanted, you know, with the idea, I knew I wanted it to be a solo, something I could do on my own. Um, but I also knew that starting the podcast, there would be two key things that I wanted to make sure. One, I wanted to make sure it was a viable idea. So I sat down, spent a couple hours just looking up movies that were based on a true story. You know, how many of these are out there? I knew a few of them off the top of my head, but I'd never actually done research to see, is this a viable thing? Like, are there basically, are there enough movies to cover this? in perpetuity, you know, or is this going to be a, I'm going to do it for a year and then I'm done type thing. Obviously there's, there's tons of movies <laughs> as I found. <laughs> yeah. And, and on top of it, they're very successful. No, just thinking yes. about Downton Abbey right now, you know, like, so this perfect topic for your podcast. Yes. And, and that just, you know, that just kind of cemented that idea is, okay, this is an idea I can go with. Um, and then, you know, the next thing I knew that there was, there would be things on top of the podcast itself that I would need to do initially, uh, you know, creating a website, uh, setting up social, you know, all, all this kind of stuff that is going to take extra time on top of just creating the podcast itself. So initially when I started the show, I started it as a, a biweekly, you know, every other week um, is how I wanted to release it until I kind of got into the groove, figured out how I wanted to structure the episodes, all this stuff. So that, that way I still had, the extra extra time, you know, I'm putting it in air quotes, <laughs> but you know that extra time to put towards things outside the actual po uh, podcast itself that I needed to create still. Um, and uh, as after, I can't remember the exact amount of time. It was it was maybe five or six months or so that I did that every other week, and then I started to figure out that um, I for about a period of five years or so, I, I, I timed everything religiously, like, you know, 24 seven, I would time everything. So I got a really good idea of exactly how much time things actually take, how much time I could actually allot to this. And, uh, I figured out that I could start doing it weekly. So I did do it weekly for, uh, it was a couple years. I actually stopped that, um, last year. So technically I, I, I put out an update to my um my show and sorry you hear my dog in the background possibly no problem mine <laughs> snores underneath the desk so it's no mine problem mine usually does too but you know apparently something set them off outside um but yeah so i i changed that so i technically my release structure is just whenever i can get an episode done um i changed that because of another job situation change and i'm most of these are starting to kind of figure out most of the changes that I've done in the show have been a direct result of, okay, I have this other thing going on, you know, my job situation has changed. And so that's, you know, I need to figure that out. What now can I allot to, 
to the podcast. So I do release, uh, it usually ends up being kind of every other week now that I release uh, a public episode. And then I try to do in between that doing uh, mini sods for Patreon. Okay. Yeah, because I was just thinking when you say 25 hours on average, that's a part-time job <laughs> on yes. top of what you're doing um, as a real job. Not to say that this is not a real job, but like <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the real job. And then we all kind of need to sleep and we have probably a family. So <laughs> it makes sense. So what I'm wondering is, um, so a little bit the nitty gritty stuff. So how do you decide what movie to discuss? Then what are the, like, are you having an outline and then you're going just deeper and deeper? And um, I have lots of questions. And then sure. <laughs> another question is, do you work at which goes together with this? Uh, do you work at several episodes at the same time or are you just digging into one at a time? That's kind of like, how, how do you do this? Okay. Um, so uh, that, that first part, you know, how do I come up with the movie to cover? Um, I sit down once a quarter and I figure out the next quarter's worth of episodes. And one of the primary things that I, uh, there's two, I guess there's two key things that I, I look at. One is listener requests, you know, how many movies are being requested and try to weigh that in. But then I also try to weigh in the genre of the movie very heavily. So that way I try to keep my show from becoming just, you know, a World War II movie podcast <laughs> um, because there's so many of those, that kind of thing. So I try to give some diversity to the genre as well. And then I I figure out, you know, okay, this is the next few that I want to do based on on those things that um next few movies that I, that I want to do and then if it is something I'm going to do an interview for, that also weighs heavily into it because, you know, of course, sometimes you can't get the guests that you that you want and or sometimes that takes longer. And so I'll have a few backups here and there that, you know, Sometimes it t it can take months in order to, you know, Downton Abbey in order to get uh, Lady Carnarvon on the show. Um, it took a while to, to schedule that and, you know, kind of back and forth and find a time that would work. And so that during that time, of course, you know, I still have episodes being released, but those are ones that I had planned out earlier. And then I kind of have a backup. And then once I have that schedule, once I have nailed down, the, OK, we're going to do this interview, then I can actually add that one back into the pool of, OK, this is something that I can say, okay, this is actually going to be an episode instead of, you know, sometimes the guests are like, no, I, I, I actually don't have time for that or, or I can't do that or something like that. Mm -hmm. That falls out. Does that or answer you your question? Or you may have to put it on the back burner or something. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. And, and so I don't actually schedule out an episode until I have done the interview, until the interview is actually done. Because then I have the actual audio recorded and I know that, okay, this is, this is actually going to be an episode um, that I can release as soon as I get it done through the editing process. Yeah, that makes sense. And so when we talked um, in our pre-chat, you said you had to do a lot of um, research as well. So do you do the research when you, well, obviously you have to do some research before you have your guest on, otherwise you look like a fool possibly. So you do have to do some, but how do you decide how much research you're, or how much time you're going to put in without really knowing whether it's becoming an episode or not? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, that really depends. So there are, as I've kind of alluded to, there are two types of episodes that I'll do. One is a solo episode where I'm doing everything. And in that the research is super, super heavy. And that's the, you know, the key part of that of the episode. 
Um, and then there's where I'm, if I'm doing an interview and if I am doing an interview, um, I don't have to do as much of the actual historical research. I focus more on um, just movie and the common the common theme through those is really just sitting down and watching the movie. It'll probably take me five or six hours to watch a two hour movie because I'll sit there and I'll pause it. I'll look, you know, rewind, you know, I've got closed captions turned on to make sure that I can, you know, that I'm not missing anything. Uh, I'll pause if I need to and be like, Oh, what's the name of that street? Like that they, says that they're living on or things like that. And, and just take as many notes as I can, you know, pages and pages of notes and then, and, and ask the questions as I'm watching the movie. And then, after the movie is done, that's what I start to assemble into. Okay, these are the questions I want to ask. Um, the key, the key plot points from the movies, and then the questions that I had as I was watching it, as I was going through, and you know, if there's any others that I kind of think of after I've watched the movie overall. But that's the basic process for coming up with those questions. And then if it's a solo episode, it's okay. I got to start doing the research to find the answers to those questions. If it's an interview, I ask the guest those questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is kind of nice because then they, they have to yes. know. <laughs> yeah, because that's, for example, one thing that when I started my podcast, and mine is only since February, so it's not that long, but I thought, oh, solo episodes are going to be easier because I don't have to worry about guests. So I did solo episodes in the beginning, and... um. Uh, by now, I don't know which one is easier because when you do solo, then you have to do all the work yourself and you have to play kind of like the part when you're recording yes. without an audience, at least when you have a guest, then, then the energy, you can feed off each other's energy, let's say like that. Uh, do you have a preference whether you do solo or, or um, with guest? Um, you know, I, I thought the same, actually, I, I thought the opposite. I thought, okay, once I start doing interviews, this is going to be a lot easier because I can just ask them the questions. Um, but then, you know, on the editing side, it ends up taking longer. And, and as I mentioned earlier, I, I do time everything and I found that it still averages out about the same amount of time to do a solo episode versus an interview. It's just the time flops from, uh, in, on a solo episode, it's all heavily towards the research side on, on my side, whereas on an interview, it ends up kind of flipping over to the editing side. Editing for a solo episode for me is pretty, pretty easy because I script everything out. And so by the time it gets to editing, I've kind of pre-edited a lot of stuff as I'm recording as well. I think, although as far as preference, um, I think I, I think I would have to go towards the interview style if for no other, I mean, if we take all of the production side of it and the process and, and all of that out of it, um, it is just so much fun to talk to somebody that has a similar interest in that and, and is so knowledgeable. Um, like, you know, just, uh, as we're recording this just last week, I actually interviewed a guy who was the historical consultant for the movie, the Alamo. And so, I got, you know, we got to talk about not only the movie itself, but, you know, what was it like on set and some of the, you know, production process and, and some of that stuff. And so it's just, it's, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And those are the kind of things that I can't necessarily do, you know, researching things on my own. Uh, you just can't ask those sort of off the top, top of your head questions that you have in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I have to admit too, that I actually like now the interview part better. Um, 
because you meet, like you just said, you, you, you have a nice conversation with like-minded people, you pick, pick your guests to a degree, know that you actually have something in common and, and there can be so, can so much coming out of it rather than when you're sitting alone. Um, but on the other hand, I feel like when I'm doing a solo episode, well, with your uh, format, maybe not so much, but with mine, I can teach more or, or mm -hmm. give more tips. And when you do an, in, an interview, it's more, I feel inspirational. Um, that's a little bit my, my take. And then also I feel like the work that you have to do afterwards, like you mentioned too, with the editing is more when you have an interview. Also um, mm -hmm. with the show notes and with the transcript, I wanted to ask you, had you whether you have a good um, process figured out for you because I hear too, like when people talk with me about how do you do your podcast and how do you do the, the, the transcript and how you do the, all that that comes after um, or that the whole written part on the website, this is quite a bit of work. And uh, yeah, so do you've, did you figure out some, I don't want to call it shortcuts because that's not what we want to do, but you've figured out some smart ways <laughs> to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess we'll decide if it, it's smart or not, but it's the way that I do it. <laughs> um, so for a solo episode, the the transcript is easy because, like I said, I script everything. And so uh, I already have the script because that's that's the transcript. That's is essentially what I'm, you know, uh, recording from. There Can might be I quickly a little... ask, sure. so do you read off your script or do you just use the script as a, as oh, yes. a guideline? It's no, I, I I script it all out. I so I write it the way that I that I that I speak. So it is very written in that way. Um, but there's no way that I can remember the details of history that I'm as I'm going through research because I'll do the research you know over the course of a couple weeks or so. And so you know to make sure to get all that down. Yeah, I, I script it all out. So then it so makes the transcript. So you're not a easy. history professor then. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I am not. I will. I admit that. I I am not fan of history, but not a, not a history professor. No. Um, <laughs> For for an interview, though, obviously you don't have that. And I've used a couple different tools before I started. I, I used Descript for a while um, in order to transcript. And I, just recently I've, I've shifted over to otter.ai in order to do transcripts. Those the catch to those is that they're not going to be 100% accurate. Of course, you're going to any automated transcript is going to have some issues. Um, I try to go through after. After I have the episode completely edited, I'll you know send that for transcription, and then um, I'll try to make some changes and things like that that I I notice, you know off the top, you know names and things like that I, as I can. But I also do have a disclaimer on my site that says you know this is an automatically generated transcript. You know it's it's going to have some errors. That's it's going to going to be that way. Um, mostly, quite honestly, I, yeah, I haven't really heard from a lot of people that actually use that actually reading it. Um, most of the time, it's pretty much for SEO. I do get a lot of traffic on the website from search terms and things like that that come up. And so that's super, super helpful for that. Um, and so the 100% accuracy, yeah, it's not going to really be there for interviews. Um, but I'm also not going to spend another 40 hours fixing the transcript, uh, you know, written transcript of an interview. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm using Otter, and, um, and so I just notice how you can really spend a lot of time on trying to clean this up. And um, 
I have a friend who listens to my podcast and she made a comment. She says, oh, your transcript sounded a little funny. And I'm like, yeah, well, A, it is automa mm -hmm. automation also from, from an automatic uh, thing. And then B, I also want to be careful to not change too much because when we're talking, we're talking different than if we would write something. Right. So there's a lots of lots of repeats and lots of M's and yep. <laughs> A's when you're Canadian and all kinds of stuff. And I don't want to take this all out because it takes completely, if somebody wants to go read it, it takes out the personality of the yeah. guest. And I actually track it when I send out my newsletter about the new episode. I track it if somebody wants to go read it or whether somebody wants to go listen to it. Mm -hmm. And I do have a few who want to read. So I'm trying to make sure that they get the personality of my guest a little bit too. Yeah, that's an interesting thought about tracking it differently to see who's who's reading or who's listening. I haven't really tried that before. I don't have to yeah, try, try well, it. it was just an idea I had. Yeah. I have sometimes some crazy ideas. I don't really know yet <laughs> how valuable that it is, but what I'm basically doing is I'm creating two different uh, bit.ly links, one mm -hmm. that I tag as reading and the other one I tag as as a, a podcast and then depending on where they click on i say you can listen here or read here and then okay. depending on where, where they click i know whether they're more interested in reading or more interested in listening so yeah no that's a good idea and i mean that's what marketing is is let's try this and see how this works okay nope didn't work or yes it did <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, but I, I definitely noticed that um, this transcript stuff is, yeah. <laughs> takes a lot it, of time. It, I was it hoping does. you had a smart way to shorten well, that. So, <laughs> the, um, I, I can say, so the um, the company that I used to work for, that I did the first podcast for, um, we did transcriptions, but we, I, I want to I say it was... Off the top of my head, I think it was like Rev, uh, I think it was Rev3 was the company that did it. But the way that we handled transcriptions there for, we did uh, online tutorials and, you know, videos and stuff, which had a lot of very heavy industry, you know, you think movies and games and 3D art and stuff like that. So it has a lot of very uh, industry-based terms that typically automatic transmission services end up butchering and, and making a mess of. Um all of our transcripts, we ended up running through an actual human. And basically, I mean, we had a service that would, that we hired to do that, but it was, it was not cheap. And so you, you kind of have those options, right? I mean, you can, you can, there are services out there that will have a, a person that will actually look at it and make sure that, you know, the terms are correct and everything is correct, but it's not going to be cheap. So when I find you know, those a sponsor are the for, you have. My, for my show, I will do that. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Well, exactly. And as a podcaster, that's one of those things that you have to think of, you know, here's what is, what is the purpose for this, for this transcript, right? Is, are there people who are actually reading it? And, you know, I need to start, you know, tracking things a little bit more that way, like, like you're doing to, to know if people are actually reading it. Um, but for, for my purpose, like the biggest thing that I've seen coming out of the transcripts are for search results for terms and in that case, you know, I, it can be 80, 90% get most of it there and Google's going to get most of it and that's going to be the way it goes. And Well, I'm definitely not going overboard because that was one thing that from my end, so I help my clients um, declutter, you know, and like how mm -hmm. to tackle bigger projects also like bigger in, in the workplace or in the home, bigger decluttering projects. And I always know that you have to start small. So for me, when I started my podcast, I gave myself permission. 
A, to not do it on YouTube as well. So with video, so I was giving mm -hmm. myself permission. Okay, it's only gonna be audio. And like I said, I thought um, solo episodes were easier. <laughs> <laughs> my, my assumption might have been wrong, but that's how I started. And then I gave myself permission. It doesn't have to be an hour long. It can be mm -hmm. shorter and, and all kinds of stuff. Do you have any other tips that you would think, like if somebody wanted to start a podcast, what you would say how to not overwhelm? Because it's overwhelming it uh, a project, especially in the beginning. Once you get into yeah. the groove, it's okay. But in the beginning, it's uh, overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. And what you're what you're talking about there is pretty much exactly what I did when I started my show is I knew that there were going to be some of those things that I would have to tackle and things that could be overwhelming. Um, and so that was why I started my show. I was like, okay, I'll try to do this every other week instead of every week. Like the goal I, initially, I was like, I'm going to do you know do a weekly show because I've seen all these weekly shows and and you know other podcasts out there. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to follow that, um, but. I was like, you know, I'm going to take a step back because there are going to be other things I'm going to have to figure out. And I think, you know, as you're, if you're starting a show, that's one of those things that exactly what you said, give yourself permission to, to, to tackle some of those things. There's going to be unknowns. That's just the way it's going to be. There, there are going to be things that are unknown that you're, you're not going to know how to tackle it, even that it is going to be an issue that, you know, solo episodes might be more difficult than interviews, right? That might not even it wouldn't initially be on your radar. Um, so you have to kind of give yourself that permission to, to take the time to figure that out. And if you're taking the time to figure that out there, then that's going to take time from other things. And I think one thing that I see a lot of, especially be beginning podcasters, they really try to push for, um, I'm going to, I'm going to record and then I'm going to, I'm going to publish it and it's going to be out like, you know, right away. Um, and I'm going to get this and that means that, and because I'm doing it every week, okay, well then I'm going to have to record on Wednesday and I'm going to have to, uh, publish it on, on Thursday. And then, you know, next Wednesday, I'm going to have to have another one out and in, in, in that way. Um, I can't work that way. <laughs> that, that would, that could, would completely stress me out if, you know, I was, I was doing it that way. And so that was one of the things that I did initially was how can I figure out this, this pipeline where, um, like right now I'm, you know, as I'm recording, I just finished up the last episodes of this year that, you know, so I'm working months ahead of time. Um, and so that was part of the thing, part of the thing that I did initially that I wanted to figure out was how can I figure this out so that I'm not doing it? Not that I'm not working on it every week, but it's not like I'm working on this week's episode that needs to go out tomorrow, always up against that deadline. And I think that's one of those things when you start to, that's when you start to stress out and you start to burn out. And then you start to, as you know, in the industry, they call it pod fading where you just, you know, don't, have that passion for it anymore because it's not fun when you're always up against a deadline. And I think giving yourself that permission is, is very important when you're first starting out to, to realize there's going to be those challenges and also realize that it's okay to change. I've changed my uh, release schedule multiple times throughout the show. And quite honestly, the only difference that I've seen as far as um, audience reaction and stuff has been, well, okay, it's, you know, there's other podcasts out there. It's not like mine is the only show that they're listening to. And, you know, everybody has always been completely understanding of, okay, this is changing. Look, still look forward to the new episode, but, you know, it'll be a couple weeks from now instead of a week from now, that kind of thing. I totally agree because they always say you have to be consistent. So you have to make sure you then can be a consistent, otherwise you lose um, listenership. But I mean, 
if you do it only for the growing listenership, then you maybe have to question anyways why you're making a podcast. And and um, I, I, I guess you can't just, oh, now I do it weekly, then next month I do it monthly, and then, oh, I do it daily now. I mean, that would freak some listenership out. But if you're just changing it here and there, um, I don't think it's such a big deal. Yeah, I think some people. So I, I think a lot of times you know, you hear that term that term consistency as being very important, and I do think that it is important. But I don't necessarily equate consistency with I'm releasing every day or I'm releasing every. I used to release every Monday at six a.m. Like that was when I released every. You know that was consistent for years. I would release Monday at six a.m. Never did I have somebody message me at six thirty in the morning on Monday and say, "Hey, where's the episode?" Right? Everybody listens on demand it's it downloads automatically um i hear from somebody be like hey i just listened to this episode it was it was great oh okay that episode came out two years ago yeah yeah you know you know it's an on-demand platform people listen when they want to um and especially for a show like mine where because i do try to change up the genres uh if I do a World War II movie, if you're not into World War II movies, you're probably not going to listen to it because it's just not your not your thing. And that's perfectly fine. Maybe the next one, you know, we'll do a biopic and that'll be on somebody that you enjoy. And so that'll be one that you listen to. So um, I think, you know, consistency is important, but I think, you know, releasing consistency doesn't uh, consistently doesn't necessarily mean the same thing as always releasing at the exact same time and the exact same day because it's not podcasts are not live. You know, if you are doing a live show, of course, then that consistency is is important. That's different. But for something that's on demand, people can listen to it when they want to. Um, I've had some listeners who, you know, be like, oh, it took me three weeks to get through this one episode. Because, you know, they listen to it on their commute and they pause it and they stop it. And, okay, well, that's fine. We've had a couple episodes come out since since that one, right? So you have a few more. Um, And, of course, as I mentioned before, you know, there's other podcasts. You know, I... I don't know anybody that listens to just one single podcast. <laughs> oh, I wish sometimes. <laughs> no, I, I I get you there. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, and that's 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 the way it is. I'm so I, it's one of those things, you know, if it does be, start to become and when you're starting out if if it starts to get, you know, stressful in that way, um, you know, it's okay to you can still be consistent and still be creating constantly and, you know, just pushing out new content. But it doesn't necessarily have to be the exact same day at the exact same time. The medium allows a lot of leniency in that way. Yeah, I agree. We we often put the the um, the stress on us with with mm-hmm. our own things. Yeah. What I want to uh, dig into a little bit too is um, the tools you're using. Are you using some kind of a um, project management tool like Asana or Evernote or something to keep track of what all you need to do? Like, because there's a lot of steps involved. Um, yeah. We can try to keep that in our head, but it's probably not the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would not be able to keep that in my head. <laughs> um, so uh, again, it, that has changed over the course of the show. And that's another kind of, I guess, maybe recurring theme is, you know, it's okay to change things as, as you're going. Um, initially, it was just a, a an Excel spreadsheet that I just, dumped all the the movies that I thought might, might want to do. Um, so one thing, one key thing that I do um, outside of the podcast is I create uh, online tutorials. Um, and one of the, the pieces of software that I create those for is Jira. I've done those for, for years and years and years and done them for, you know, but I, I ran into an issue where I can't 
I couldn't create a, a tutorial around Jira and, and the project management in Jira uh, using my company's uh, pro actual installation of Jira because, well, there's a lot of private stuff that the company didn't want to get published. And so I started to integrate the podcast into that. So I right now I organize everything uh, for the podcast in Jira, and I'm perfectly fine with you know showing that interface and showing all of that, and I can still teach that tool uh, and then just have the podcast be the project that we're, you know, working through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense because I, well, I use right now Evernote, but I feel like, um, like you just said, that can change over time. And I'm thinking yeah. of wanting to change it uh, probably to something that is a little bit more pro project oriented so that I kind of like, because I, I usually have more than one on the go. So because, mm -hmm. so I have an idea, oh, this podcast episode I want to do, I want to say that, or I want to for sure ask that. Yeah. And so I want to have, it's like books. I'm reading always about five books at the same time. <laughs> so I'm preparing about five podcasts at yeah. the same time. So we need to um, help our brain to be organized because otherwise we forget. So. Yeah, Evernote is great for that. I've used Evernote um I so for that kind of purpose as a as a digital brain, I use OneNote, a sim similar concept yeah, um, as Evernote. Uh, so I, I I actually you know I still use that for research. You know if I'm researching an episode and you know clipping things from the web and stuff like that, I'll use use OneNote for that. For the actual project management side of it, though, um, Jira is if you're not familiar with that, it's it's made by the same company that makes Trello. Uh, so it's basically like the bigger corporate version of of Trello as you can think of it right so it's agile based it's a board that you can move things to so um so that's what i use for the actual uh project management side of the podcast that and then i keep that kind of separate from any of the research articles and you know ideas and all that kind of stuff you know that that's that's i do keep that in, in that's what i'm thinking of doing uh just having research and everything in evernote mm -hmm. and then having the project part either in asana or trello although i kind of like asana better even though yeah. they're almost the same but <laughs> yeah i mean and that's the thing is that you know that's it's perfectly fine to like one over the other and you try it and you might find out you know a year from now be like hey i'm gonna make a shift again because this other tool has another thing and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Now have, we have to be a little bit mindful of the time, but I wanted to uh, have so many questions. I have another <laughs> question. So if you have, like I listened to, because I'm a big fan of Downton Abbey. So I listened to Downton Abbey episode, <laughs> all excited. Actually watched the documentary with um, La Lady Carnarvon as well uh, a few months back. And I was just wondering, how do you get these guests on? Like, how do you contact them? Do you have a, like a um, a tip for somebody who wanted to also have, it's not necessarily me, but just in general, if somebody sure. wants to have a little bit of a famous person on as a guest or a, like like Lady Carnarvon is, the, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start. So, Well, with Lady Carnarvon, it's actually pretty easy. She has a great website that has contact information on it. So that's what I did. I just, I just reached out. Um, and the key to success for that is, um, being open to their schedule. So, you know, like I said, it, it, it took a couple months of back and forth between not, not her, you know, she has, you know, uh, people that will schedule th things out. And so scheduling all that out, um, and it, you know, is really being flexible. And that's one of those things that, um, adjusting my schedule, adjusting my, my process to be flexible enough for that, to be able to say to guests, I'd love to have you on my show, 
but you know, whenever, whenever is convenient for you is pretty much, you know, it's, I'm, I'm open to whenever we're going to be talking about, you know, down in that case, you know, kind of covered the movie most cause that had just come out. But, um, you know, with Downton Abbey, it's like, okay, you know, two years from now, that episode is still going to be relevant because they're still Downton Abbey fans. And so realistically, if, you know, if it took me a year to get her on the show, it's, you know, emails back and forth here and there, but it's, it's not late breaking news type information. So it's still evergreen information. It's still good information. Um, so I, th- I think when, if, you know, if you're, if you're trying to find those, those larger guests, um, finding the contact information of course can can be difficult sometimes a lot of times you know they they have websites it's you know you you search for it a lot of times you can you know you can go through like a, a pr company or an agent or something like that and and go that route um but for me the biggest success for that has been having a a flexible schedule um to be able to to do the interview on their time so i can do it whenever get up at 2 a.m in the morning and look awake and I have done that. So I've done that. I've done interviews with people on the other side of the world. And, you know, it's, I'm going to wait, set my alarm. I'm going to be, make sure I wake up early. And then of course, you know, the key on the organizational side is the night beforehand, I make sure that I have everything ready to go and, you know, everything works, you know, run through a test of everything, everything's going. And then that way I can just wake up and, and do the interview. It's, you know, it's, I, th- I think that's the, been the most challenging part of that is uh, all of those other things outside of it. That a lot of times you don't really think about. You think, oh, I'm just going to get this person on the show, but um, all all the things that allow that schedule to be to be flexible enough to be able to do those interviews, of course, and then you end up with some great content. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So um, obviously, I will put your podcast in the show notes. <laughs> I will put. Um, any link um, that I could find from you in the po- uh, in the show notes? Anything else? You, like, where would you want the, my listeners to find you? Like, obviously, you want them to listen to a podcast. Uh, <laughs> you're on. Do uh, you have a, a favorite social media platform that they should follow you to? Or um, yeah, I mean, um, on social, I guess I'm most active on Twitter, where it's um, I'm Dan Lefeb, D-A-N-L-E-F-E-B. Um, for the podcast based on a true story podcast.com. I've got all the links there for whatever your podcast app of choice is. You know, there's so many of them out there. I've got all those links there. You can find it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I will put that all in the show notes. Any last words of wisdom or did I not ask something that you feel like she should have asked that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think, you know, it's, when you're thinking of starting a podcast, there's so much stuff that can be overwhelming, whether it's on the content side or it's on the technical side. Um, I'm just going to reiterate what we talked about earlier. You know, give yourself permission to figure out, figure those things out. They're going to take time, and it's going to be that way. And you know, you might struggle creating content initially. That's fine, but you got to get started before you can start to figure out what some of those hurdles are. And then you'll be able to tackle those and don't be afraid to reach out to other podcasters either, because it's a great community. You, there's a lot of great communities out there where you can ask questions and get those answers and, and learn from others. Yeah, totally. I agree. It's a great community. And I was really honored that you took the time and came on my little podcast. <laughs> Uh, it, it was awesome. Thank you very much, Dan. And uh, such a great podcast you have. I'm a big fan. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, no, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. It's a lot of fun to put out and I'm, I'm glad. Thanks for having me on. Okay, my friends, that was my conversation with Dan DeFab, the host and creator of the award-winning podcast based on a true story. If you want to find out more about Dan's awesome podcast, you find all the links of the things we were talking about in the show notes and the show notes you find at conigraph.com forward slash podcast forward slash 36. That is conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com forward slash podcast forward slash 36. Thank you for joining me on this podcast today and listening all the way to the end. Please subscribe to my podcast as well as to Dan's, of course, so you never miss an episode. If you love my podcast, you can help me by going to Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review. And this will help that more people find my podcast and can move from chaos to peace in their life and business. (laughs) Thank you again. Have a beautiful and amazing week and take good care. See you next time. (laughs) 